You're listening to The Worker's Mic, powered by the Midwest Coalition of Labor and sponsored by Megan Financial, Premise Health, and Voya Financial. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Ken Edwards. This is Ed Maher. You're listening to The Worker's Mic on 720 WGN. We are pleased to have Stu Clark today from Premise Health on the air with us via telephone, our first time via telephone. Stu is the CEO of Premise Health. He's the boss. Stu. Good morning, Stu. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me today. Oh, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for taking the time. Stu, um, you're the CEO of of Premise Health, and we'll we'll talk about uh, how we're connected in, in a bit. But can you give us a quick overview on what is Premise Health? Sure, you bet. We are what's called a direct healthcare company. So we provide primary care to large organizations, including unions, where we provide primary care to the working folks and their families, where they work and where they live. Uh, we live outside of the traditional healthcare system uh, because we think we do a better job directly contracting with organizations. When you say uh, you know direct, explain the difference between your organization and a traditional healthcare organization. Sure. I think the simplest way to look at it is we are not a fee-for-service primary care provider. So we are held accountable to the organization that we contract with to provide and measure high-quality care and to get great outcomes for our patients. And so we're both accountable and value-driven, and that stands in very stark contrast to a fee-for-service, unaccountable, traditional healthcare system. When you say fee-for-service, explain what that is. Fee-for-service is when you visit your doctor's office and the, the doctor spends some time with you and maybe administers a shot or gives you a prescription. That doctor then charges the insurance company for what he or she did, uh, for each little thing they did. Uh, and we take a different approach. Uh, our, our customers say, look, spend as much time with that patient as you need. Uh, we're going to pay the cost of you know uh, the, the operations. We want you to deliver great care. Uh, and we want you to be accountable for that individual's health. And so, again, I think we are much better aligned with the patient and with the organization um, than what you see in the traditional system. It sounds like the focus is on efficiency of care rather than just throwing the kitchen sink at everything. It, it's efficiency, but I want to be clear that we consider efficiency to include, you know, the, the important element of quality. Absolutely. You have to get it right or don't do it. And, and the way the system is set up now, a lot of times the primary care doc doesn't have enough time to get it right. We're going to get it right. Yeah, you know, you, you, you bring up a good point, and, and we, I want to tie this back to what you said earlier, which is, you know, workers and working families, too often, you know, we try and go to the doctor, for example, and it takes a month to get in there. And then when you get in there, you know, first you'll see uh, a nurse, perhaps, um, and then you might see a nurse practitioner, and you'll literally see the doctor for about a minute. And he walks in, checks your, you know, chart and goes, yeah, everything's fine, or you need this, and see you next time, and moves on to the next, you know, room. And it's, it, it just feels like it's Assembly line. Yeah, it's assembly line. They're churning people. And that sounds to me like a recipe for missing a diagnosis or not really getting the care that you should be getting. And from from my experience with, with Premise Health, it's different. You can sit in there and you can talk to the doctor for as long as you want because he doesn't have, you know, a, a, a quota, for example, to hit. All right. Am I right about that, Stu? It, it, totally correct, and and we have a name for that type of, of practice that you described in the prior example. We call it doorknob medicine. 
the doc's hanging on the doorknob uh, trying to get out of the exam room because he or she has 30 people in the waiting room. I like it. And Door, they're not doorknob medicine. time talking yeah. to you about, you know, your lifestyle or your family history. And so they're hanging on the doorknob to get out to the next patient. I've never they heard that, that term before, but I do have, I, I used to have a doctor that I always found after about five minutes, he'd have his hand on the doorknob and he'd be like, anything else, anything else? It's like, just go. You can, you can just go. Forget well, that's, it. that was because of your, your personality. I mean, I mean, I don't think it has anything to do with it. I think, I think he was that. actually completely unbooked that whole day. He just wanted to leave you. I get it from everybody. I just don't <laughs> want it from my doctor. <laughs> You're paying the guy. Yeah. So, yeah. Stu, premise. So, so premise health. You know, and this is what I find fascinating. Is it's it's a new way of doing uh, business. I think, in my humble opinion, it's better. I think it's cost effective, and we'll talk about that in, in a second. But it's something that is not in the vernacular of working people right now. People, working class, you know, Americans don't know that this exists mm-hmm. to an extent. You know, if you're in, you know, working for a corporation that might have an onsite or a union for perhaps that, that has a clinic, sure, you know that this exists. But let's just take the average, you know, working class American, and I'll use Starbucks for example. You know, you see the commercials like, oh, you get health insurance on the first day. What they don't tell you is that the health insurance, you know, might not be the greatest, and you're also going to pay 30% for it. Starbucks can afford 50,000 premise health centers, and workers don't know to even ask for it, right? Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Look, the, the, the system is set up to be very confusing and hard to navigate. And the American worker, you know, puts everything they have into their job, uh, they care dearly about their families, and you know it. It takes a degree in rocket science to figure out how to navigate the healthcare system. How do I get to that specialist? Well, uh, where should I go get my MRI? And so what happens is um, they get lost in the system, and we end up with what's called wandering diagnoses, which means lots of folks never get properly diagnosed, and even once they do, the, the different doctors aren't talking with each other. Well, if we all approached our work, our jobs that way, we'd be fired. But yet, we spend $2 trillion a year in this country in commercial health care, and the system is, is, you know, just, it's a mess. And you guys are one of the players in this space that aims to, to fix that, if, if I'm not mistaken, correct? That's exactly right. We expect our primary care uh, providers uh, to, to really advocate for that patient. One, get them diagnosed. Let's treat them. If we can't treat them because it's out of our scope, let's get them to the right specialist. So let's make that appointment. And then there's no and the student, permission, can we talk to that doctor, you know, and yeah. close the loop. And there's no financial incentive for you to send him down the hallway to some specialist that, you know, appears to be a network at first glance because your doctor's in network, but it turns out he's actually not in network and you just spent a, a thousand bucks on an MRI that would have should have cost you, you know, fifty bucks or should have been free, right? It is an important principle of ours that we do not have interlocking, conflicting relationships like that. So we are answerable, you know, where we work for unions. Uh, Our client is the union. We have to do right by the union, which means we have to treat those members with high quality, with respect, and we have to help them navigate the community. So the union uh, is is our client in that sense. Well, so many jobs uh, don't provide health care. So getting health care benefits generally is a huge deal for workers. And it seems like this is just a new tier above traditional health care because you get 
healthcare coverage. And as you said, it can be hard to find a doctor, hard to understand those benefits. And here, you don't have to wait a month to see a specialist or figure out where you go see your doctor. This is this is like elevated healthcare where you're working with doctors that have an incentive to treat you correctly uh, and efficiently. Um, and your employer is providing this to you, and you have a relationship with that employer, a direct relationship, so they are, they're there to get you healthy. So, I mean, it seems like a, a completely new approach, better approach to a benefit that, uh, that people are, have, have seen around for so many years. And, Stu, do you think that this is a cost-effective approach? Like, let, let's talk about that for a second in terms of either a union or, let's say, you know, a corporation that opens up an on-site clinic. You know, what, is, what does it do for uh, health care costs? Well, what we have found, and we've been in this business decades, is that if you provide high-quality care, the member, the patient, gets better and costs come down. So we think there's a direct, we know, there's a direct relationship between providing high-quality comprehensive care and lower costs. In other words, what's not to love about that? Yeah, you're catching, you know, just to put it in layman's terms, you're catching an early uh, heart disease, you're catching uh, early diabetes, you know, th- high blood pressure, things that, quite frankly, people wouldn't catch because let's let's call it what it is. A lot of working class either doesn't have access or, like you said, Stu, has to have a degree in rocket science to figure out how to get to that cardiologist. Um, and yours is kind of one-stop shopping, like, hey, you know, you have high blood pressure. You should take this medicine. Uh, that's the end of the discussion. You don't need to see 14 specialists. So you're catching those early, and then I'm assuming that that, in turn, has a downstream effect of saving either the company money, the insurance company money, the union money, and obviously, at some point, the member. Am I right about that? It, it, exactly. And, and then there's the issue of just wasted cost and effort. So, you know, if, if the patient has had recent lab work, uh, at our center, let's say two weeks ago, and we, we send them to the right specialist in that community, we're going to send their lab work along with them so that that specialist doesn't have to stick needles in that patient's arm uh, for the second time in two weeks to get the same results we got at our clinic. So we're gonna, we're, we strip this, this inefficiency and waste out of the system as well. Yeah, that uh, that makes sense to me. And, you know, from my own experience, and, you know, uh, we're going to get into this in the second half of the show, when we really drill down on the union's experience. But I know for a fact that if I have a problem, I can literally call the doctor's office and they know my name, they know my history, and I can probably get in there that same day if it's that important because my doctor doesn't have 14,000 patients to churn. And I don't even know his name. I call him Dr. C because he has a very hard name to pronounce. So I call him Dr. C. And Dr. C has done a great job by me. You know, to that point, Ken, earlier this week I had a cough and there was uh, some flu in my house last week. So I got up on Tuesday morning. I had a cough. I made a call to we have a, a premise health center at the operating engineers local 150 where I work. And I was in by nine with an appointment. I got a test for COVID, a test for flu, tested negative for both of them, and I was back at work with some assurance of my health by 10 o'clock. I didn't have to try to find a doctor, try to find some availability later that week. It was easy, and so I actually was able to get into the doctor. From my own personal experience, if you if you make it too hard for people to access health care, they're more likely not to do it. Or, you know, and that's a good point, Ed, and you didn't have to take the day off that's in right. order to go to the doctor. Right, yeah. you literally can walked across the parking lot. It took thirty minutes, and you're lucky that local 150 has that. Absolutely, and, and the building trades are starting to build them, and we're seeing the premise really kind of dominate the space and build more and more of these doctors' offices. It's it's like healthcare that just works for people. It works with your schedule. It works with modern life. 
Well, we're we're, t- we're here to talk to Stu, not you. Ed. All right. Okay. I'll be quiet now, yeah. Stu. Sorry about that. Sorry, Stu. Jesus. Hey. You know, one one thing I'd add to that is that you know we have a behavioral health crisis in this country, and and working families, you know, are under more pressure than ever. Uh, whether it's kids off the rails, family members off the rails. Um, and, and, you know, it, it's time to start talking about how we incorporate behavioral health specialists into the primary care model. Is that something and that we're you guys doing, are doing that, that at a number of locations? Yeah, you're, you are doing that. And when you say yes. behavioral oh, health, yes. so we, layman's terms, uh, a psychiatrist, a psychologist, a counselor. social worker, counselor, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, social workers, counselors, and psychologists as part of that primary care team. Yeah, I think that's... Uh, First of all, I think it's an amazing value, and kudos to you guys for for recognizing that and doing it. We're here talking to Stu Clark today. Uh, He's the CEO of Premise Health, um, just an amazing company, and what they're doing is fantastic. Stu, right before we leave, and I know you have an interesting background, two seconds of your background. Well, um, a proud eighth-generation West Virginian. and found my way to Nashville, you know, years ago. I'm passionate about healthcare. I've I've seen uh, what bad healthcare and bad lifestyles, uh, unhealthy lifestyles, have done to my family in Appalachia. You know, I've uh, my grandfather came back from World War II, um, uh, joined the UMWA, and went to work at Candleton Coal Company. And uh, 42 years later, retired. They gave him a shotgun with his name engraved on it after 42 years. I guess that's what you got back in the 80s when you retired. But yeah, very proud. Better than uh, what you got now. Virginia <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like that story, and that impressed me uh, when, when we met with you. Uh, I, it's people like you, to be honest with you, that I think are, are doing God's work, and uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, you are listening to The Worker's Mic on 720 WGN.